0: Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Cave of the Cross Apologetics. I am Patrick, and I'm Tony, and uh, we're uh, kind of uh, heading towards the end of our book. Uh, th- this uh, this might seem quicker if you've joined us for the, for the last book, where uh, we were discussing all the problems of evil, um, and so uh, uh, that was what like 19 chapters, and so this one's just a, you know a, a paltry 12, and it's a <laughs> it's not in a hardcover book, and and uh, we're we're not sweating uh, to a chapter, or so. Um, so, uh, we're kind of in the midst now of kind of a transition point for, for, uh, Bonson's book. And of course it's against all oppositions by the Greg Bonson and, uh, chapter eight is, uh, or I'm sorry, chapter seven is then, um, kind of the, the transition into looking at specific worldviews. And so we've kind of built up, um, an understanding of what everyone has, including presuppositions and worldviews and how people uh uh look at uh, kind of the brute facts of the world and and take them in and allow for them and uh, we asked the question what is philosophy last time and so uh we've we've kind of established kind of two ways to 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 critique other world views and and that's to do kind of an internal critique and an external the external tends to be the simpler ones because that's really kind of you saying no 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 here's the real answer but one yeah. of the positive things for an internal critique is that you grant the other person everything that they're saying, and then you see what the problems are with their worldview, if they're consistent, um, if, uh, if what they're saying follows from uh, their, their preceding uh, uh, claims. And so you're, you're, you're really giving the other side the, the kind of the breathing room to say, okay, let's grant you everything that you possibly say are there any issues with it? And so that's one of the positive aspects of doing the incremental critique is that you're not doing the uh, uh, I kind of call it the the Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck the, the rabbit season, no duck season, and then you switch, and you know that's when Elmer Fudd shoots you in the face, and you're like, well, what, what was the whole point of that? And it's like, yes, exactly. Um, and so here in, in uh, chapter seven, uh, Bonson go, says that he's going to start listing kind of these different types of worldview, and kind of. Uh, categorizes them in the best of his ability. And again, we have to remember who his audience is. It's kind of written for uh, kind of uh, advanced high school, uh, college uh, uh, students that he's originally uh, talking to. And so uh, we're we're gleaning from from that fact. And so he says that he, he's not gonna pretend that he'll mention every school of philosophy and that uh, everything's kind of weaned down into the nitty gritty of all the details. This is uh, kind of a, a, a good general overview of what he's uh, of what he's offering here yeah. he says yeah. that he'll give kind of uh the basic types of worldview and the primary options in your philosophy of life mm-hmm. so he says keep in mind that you uh, do not have to know all the particulars of a worldview and that's one of the also the nice things about presuppositionalism is you don't have, you don't to, have, have these, these, to know everything. <laughs> you don't have to have all these facts memorized that yeah, that yeah. you're 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 able to kind of say, okay, uh, what do you get? And then you can, you know, uh, um, it's it's what we learned in tactics. We can say, you know, what do you mean by that? And and so right. uh, that that uh, uh, helps uh, helps flow the conversation. Um, and so uh, we're we're presuppositional and tends to uh, to be very sc- uh, scary sounding or uh, um uh. Uh, covenantal apologetics if if you want to take the elephant way um, th- this is really kind of listening to the other side and then um, trying to be good at picking up on on the the uh, the, the the missteps of the other, uh, of the other person right and so and- he, what
1: he's what he's saying here is if you if you have a good grasp or at least some grasp of all of these various worldviews then you can pretty much categorize where people are coming from. And once you can do that, now you know the general problems with that particular approach, that particular world. Right, right.
0: So then he says then uh, he'll go through the various ways of looking at the world and doing an internal critique of them so that you have the basic problems and questions down and you can uh, be equipped to kind of uh, take on all comers of, of what you're dealing with. And so that's what he does here. Um, I, I would refer also to the back of each chapter. He does a really good job or the, the book does a good job of kind of defining these terms and so this chapter, especially, uh, you'll get to it. It's like, okay, what is stoicism again? And so the yeah. back of the book offers that. And also there's, uh, the discussion questions that kind of motivate you, especially if you're doing this, uh, in, in a, in a group setting, or if, uh, if you're kind of wanting to quiz yourself to make sure that you're understanding everything, um, th- those are there as well. So I want to refer to, uh, to the back of the, back of the chapter as well. Yeah.
1: Good. Okay. Well, let's, um, Excuse me. Let's let's kind of jump into our worldview. You know, he says it's a list and a map of worldviews here that he wants to share with us. So uh, he he jumps right in here. He starts with um, <clears throat> what he calls spiritual monism and dualism. Right. So spiritual monism, he tells us, says that reality is made up of only one kind of thing. All is one. And the one kind of thing that everything consists of is spiritual in character. It's not physical, it's not material, it's spiritual. And so what he says we perceive as a physical world is something really of an illusion, right? It appears that there, there's matter, kind of seems like matter is, it exists. It appears that there are different things out there in the world, that there are you know, distinctions and that sort of thing. But in fact, according to spiritual monism, all is one and the one is Spiritual. So he he gives, for instance, uh, Hinduism, he says, is a good example of spiritual moments where everything is one and will eventually go back into, you know, the oneness of the universe kind of thing. Uh, once we, you know, get out of our uh, samsara cycling of um, that as a result of the various karma that we collect along right. the way
0: right, so yeah, so you know you have to be a really good gnat for your seven days here on earth, and if you're not a good gnat, then you come back as something else, which that's right uh, yeah. you know I, I'm, something I'm, even lower
1: whatever it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm I'm curious to know what uh what being a bad gnat or a bad butterfly <laughs> yeah. is uh, yeah. it, it, maybe maybe it's trying to be a peanut butter but, butterfly but uh uh so yeah, so um monism uh you know uh, uh you you you, you uh, can kind of get this in your head like a monotheist or one god uh, monergism uh, one who is working and um, uh, you know th- this idea uh, permeates just uh, out of hinduism if you want to put it in kind of the pulp uh, culture it's uh it's the matrix view you know we're we're all one giant battery and uh what we see out in the world is 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 not really there what is really there is this underlying uh, uh, perceived veil of you being trapped in this, you know, one machine to, to, to do the job. And, uh, you're waking up, you can, you can, um, uh, manipulate, uh, uh, society and culture and even yourself. And, uh, if you look at the directors of the matrix, especially now, uh, you see that type of uh worldview, uh, carried out, even, even in a, uh, to, to call it not a religious setting would, would, uh, uh, uh not be correct because it's still a religious setting uh mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. but that that's what we're getting here with uh, monism, and so over against monism we have then dualism so obviously mono one dual well uh two right if yeah. you uh dual somebody it's you and somebody else so dualism <laughs> means that there are two types of reality mind and matter or spirit and body among dualists you find two basic subdivisions then and so the first is idealism and the second is stoicism
1: So this is kind of interesting because usually when you think of idealism, you think of, you know, everything is ideal. So it's there is no physical. It's all, you know, uh, kind of immaterial type of thing. But what he's suggesting here is really idealism does have a physicalist aspect to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, uh, I think we talked about this uh, last time or the time before, is that there there's a physical world. But uh, it says that uh, the physical world is organized or known by ideas or types, and so the, uh, you know that there are there are the, the 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 perfect triangle doesn't exist, and so the the idea of the triangle is at least not
1: in the physical world. Right.
0: Right. right. Yeah. Yes. It, it's it's something over and above that mm-hmm. that kind of reference points, and uh, you know your 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 pre soul might uh, might be imbued with that uh, kind of a priori uh, t- uh, type of uh, knowledge to understand. Oh, this is what a cat's like because uh, I'm somehow uh spiritually touching uh, in some fashion the 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 perfect cat or or uh, you know the perfect triangle out there and so the concepts that govern the physical world then uh, lie outside of it and so that's uh that's what uh, I idealists are are talking about there
1: right so you know he asks the question and okay well what is an idea and he uses darkness right as uh, as uh, an example of idea and uh, he says Huey Dewey and Louie <laughs> are particular ducks, particular instances of the idea of duckness, and so you know he's he's getting this from you know the Platonic forms kind of thing, right? right. The idealists, he says, like Plato, uh, say that the idea of duckness exists outside of time and space in another realm. So it's not part of the physical realm; uh, it's a different kind of reality. But it's the most important kind of reality, the highest reality, actually and uh, that reality in some way then controls the, the reality that we uh experience right in this reality.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I don't know if it's uh if it's particularly um uh a one to one correlation but uh if you've ever seen the movie Pi uh th- that uh, kind of uh has this uh uh a similar kind of uh uh, mixture of, of physicality with spiritual and he's, he's grabbing uh, stuff from a kind of a almost spiritual realm or a a non-physical realm. And he's saying, Oh, it's, it's being communicated through us in math. And we, we pick up on this and we imbue it into our language or stuff like this. And so he finds this kind of pattern within pi that then allows him to predict the stock market or uh, do all these things. And so, um, he has to, figure out if he's within the idea of uh, of whether humankind can even touch those things and still remains um sane and so um yeah. uh, if if you've ever seen uh, it's a really good movie uh it's from the same director of Requiem for a dream which is the best anti-drug movie that all the druggy people like it's the best anti-drug movie and so uh that's uh, kind of a pop culture reference that i can add to the discussion <laughs>
1: That's well. He uses Plato, so we could use pop Sure. Yeah. If if you want to
0: be you know philosophical about this. <laughs> All right. So so how do we know about these uh, ideas or ideals? Uh, the idealist end up saying something like, "Well, we we uh, are into it uh, them. Uh, we come to uh, into the world with this a priori knowledge of them, a knowledge that comes prior to the experience in this world. And so uh, things like um, things like logic. Well, you know, how how do you know? You know the if you if you uh, if, if you're, you know, dropping the, the, the toy uh, uh, 10 times that doing it again will make you laugh on the 11th time, uh, this this kind of um, uh, uh, innate knowledge that we have within us uh, uh, is carried along into the physical world. So in this world, then we encounter chair, we into chairness, the idea of chair, and we apply this, that idea to all sorts of different kinds of chairs besides the one uh, first learned it, it, that is a chair.
1: Right, right, and so that's that's the basic idea of idealism. And again, you know, this is a dualist uh, world, a dualist philosophy. You have two things. The superior one is the world of ideas, but it also uh, affects the physical world. Right, and so it allows us to determine what objects are in the physical world because we have uh, we have our intuitions that we gain somehow. Right, perhaps. Before we're born, or whatever, we we um, can
0: ask the question: How many triangles dance on the head of a pin? And that's okay. Right. Yeah. All
1: right. So that's idealism. The other kind here is uh, what he calls stoicism. He says this is another form of uh, of dualism. So the Stoics also believe that there's a kind of physical reality and a mental or spiritual reality. Uh, the Stoics, however, tend to be moralistic, right? He says that, um, you know, the stoic says, and in this world, you can't help the circumstances of your life, but instead of fighting against the circumstances, what you ought to do is just kind of go with the flow. And that's the stoic uh, kind of, uh, you know, approach. Whatever is happening to you in this world, you must accept it and be a stalwart about it, have a stiff upper lip and, you know, kind of go uh, take what life gives you, right? Accept the things that uh you can't change you know and, and 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 don't worry about them and then change the things you can Is kind of the stoic mantra that's right
0: yeah uh so uh so the idealist says that reason ideas and ideal forms are outside the world the stoic says that reason flows through the things of this world and in both cases you have this dualism a physical reality and a rational or ideal or spiritual or mental reality as well, and um, uh, in our cool. uh, our interview with uh, um, uh, Brett Laird, our, our pastor, he talked about uh, uh, talking to a young person that um, that uh, uh, was interested in stoicism, and uh, I think we do see a, uh, a re- reoccurrence of stoicism coming coming back into uh, culture, especially uh, for those who are uh, maybe not, uh, fully religious or spiritual, uh, uh from, uh, 1980s, 1990s type of definition, mm-hmm. but l- looking at a way to, uh, uh, not, uh, kick off all, uh, you know, traditional moral values, but while still maintaining kind of a, uh, a, a secularist, like I'm okay with religion, as long as, you know, it's not beating me over the head, but, um, but, uh, uh, I still need a way to deal with the harshness of reality and also, uh, you know, uh, uh, accept the thing, you know, it's the, 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 um, the, 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 the mantra of the prayer, uh, allow me to accept the things I cannot change and the ability to know the difference. So, so it's, yeah. it's ta- taking that uh, kind of uh, secular religious approach almost. And so yeah. um, that, that, that's something that uh, we can tie in uh, there as well.
1: So, those are dualists, right? So, we've looked at uh, kind of uh, a spiritual reality. Then we've looked at spiritual plus material, right? Uh, With idealism and stoicism. And now, what he does is he moves to just physical reality, right? So, we have spiritual, right? We have dual. So, the spiritual reality is monism. Dualism is two, both spiritual and physical. And then that really leaves the other side, which is only physical, right? And he calls this materialistic atomism. And so this is a Kurt's third kind of worldview. Uh, he says, notice the connection between these various characteristics because it kind of makes them easy. And so he goes over this again, right? One is monism. One is, that's one kind of reality. Dualism is two kinds of reality. And then this third one, as we said, is um says that there is an infinite number of bits of reality, but that we're all made of matter. So it's just physical reality, but, you know, uh, it continues to go on and on and on, smaller and smaller and smaller. Reality is made up of physical stuff, and that physical stuff, he says, is broken down into smaller and smaller bits of, of matter. So he calls this materialistic atomism.
0: So uh, this view that uh, comes closest to the common outlook of our current culture today, and uh, it's also interesting uh, seeing uh, what's being written here is also uh in our present uh, having th- this this uh lecture series being uh given in the book so so probably not to the full the more fuller extent the more uh mature uh, uh, uh that, that's time wise not uh not elocution of of ideas uh mm-hmm. but uh but uh, we see it as uh, prevailing in the views of sciences and universities and it's what most people take for granted well i touch a thing therefore i know it exists because uh i'm i'm interacting with i i I feel the bruntness of the wall or the car or the the ball coming at me and so uh, at the very least uh it would be hard for me to accept uh kind of that uh, monist uh view uh that uh, you know all things are are not really real um i kind of have to think about that more but uh if if i'm just uh sitting on my couch watching tv that's all that i care about life then this uh <laughs> atomism is is very uh uh easy for me to grasp and and to 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 kind of fluff away uh, anything else that might uh, uh be there as far as what what people again have this uh uh even though it may not be fully a- actual realized uh in their uh, you know frontal cortex is something that they go uh It's not good for me to have bullets uh, coming at me because that's the end of all things. And so it's, it's really easy to kind of grasp this, this part on a, uh, on a a visceral level. Uh, So uh, unlike dualism, materialist animism says that ultimately there are no ideals, no mind, there is a brain tissue and uh, there is no mind. So uh, we, we tend to. To, uh almost shy away from this at, at times and it's something that the christian wants to push okay well you're just a, a brain in a vat and you're you're uh you know your crane controlling uh the the, the body uh, uh not from the stomach uh that the teenage mutant ninja turtles did but uh you're in the head and, and you're kind of just uh controlling things as in the uh, in, inside out type, type deal uh there are no immaterial laws or things similar to them so Uh, things like the laws of logic are just uh, the, the, the kind of structure that we tell ourselves in a society. And so they don't actually exist out there or they're not held in another mind that, uh, that they're just, they're uh, they're just
1: basically how the brain works. Yeah. They're just context. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this is atomistic uh, materialistic atomism. Now he, he, he goes from here and he he moves to what he calls determinism and determinism, he says, is a form of materialistic atomism where there is, and here's the key to determinism, no freedom in this world. Right. So all these atoms are just a, you know, call a, you know, a, a, a conglomerate of little tiny things that are moving all around, and they are, you know, uh, random. Maybe, maybe they're organized in a law-like fashion, but whatever they, uh, however they operate. There is no freedom, so so we have to do whatever the atoms are leading us to do. Right? Everything is determined in advance. He tells us determinism holds that everything, every event that takes place, is theoretically predictable. If you know all of the antecedent causes for it, right? So if you know the causes, then you can tell you know what's going to happen. So this is uh, this is determinism. And he says this comes. This is a form of materialistic governance,
0: right? And so there are two primary forms of determinism that uh, you're kind of going to run into here, and one of more common than the other, uh, although that might change here a little bit too. Uh, the first is behaviorism, the the uh, psychological doctrine that says human beings act as they are conditioned to act. The behavior says that all human behavior is the theoretically predictable outcome of antecedent conditioning. You know what? You know, is it nature versus nurture? Yes, it's it's everything that happened to you, and you're kind of carried along by these these preceding um, ideas or, or, or belief systems. Uh, all we are are these kind of uh, advanced lab rats. Uh, you're <laughs> you're just going for the cheese. You're you're in the rat race. You're in the dog eat dog uh, world. Uh, you you uh uh live for five days yeah yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. depends on how much you're salivating yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're you're working for five days to have your two at the end and then you do it all over again for those two and so you're 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 conditioning yourself society's conditioning you you've learned it from your parents. Uh, you, you, you might go on vacation and, and, uh, uh, and be able to break free of the, the two day, you might get yourself five, uh, but you have to go back to it. Cause that's what you're, you're really good at. Uh, you're conditioned in your home and by your society, uh, you're given that condition, your behavior is theoretically predictable. You may think you have free will, but you don't. And so, uh, um, uh, you know, if you're, you're, uh, chasing after somebody, uh, 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 a fugitive, you're going to talk about, well, where, where do they find safe? Are, are they going to go north because they're good in the cold? Or is it, are they going to head south because uh, they have uh, family members that can smuggle them across the border? Uh, all these all these factors are, are the, the behaviorist idea. And if you can get uh, down to, you know, uh, uh, w- You know, do they eat their salad before their their main course, Uh, then you'll be able to predict pretty much everything uh, uh, that makes you who you are, uh, because you're just determining vectors. And uh, even even deviating from your traditional can still be uh, uh, determined because that's the type of person who you are, is every seventh thing that you do, you're going to deviate from because (laughs) you want to destroy the evil genies. Uh, 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 predictive factor, but he's already predicted that. So, right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. So that's, that's one form of uh, determinism, behavioralism and notice behavioralism focuses on individuals, right? On, on the individual, the other form he says of, uh, determinism is uh Marxism This is, this is the other form of it. Marxism is, is, um, well, somewhat different, he says, from behavioralism and then, you know, it focuses not so much on the human psychology, the individual, you know, what makes individuals do what they do, but rather on certain historical forces and in particular economic forces and the means of production used in a particular society. And uh, and so these then determine the outcome of the society as a whole instead of just looking at an individual. So Marxism says Marxism is a more uh, aggregate form of determinism, where behavioralism is more individualistic. And so that's the distinction that he makes between uh, these two. Both of them are deterministic, is what he
0: suggesting. Right, right. And, <clears throat> and and Marxism has to be this because, uh, uh, and maybe it's it's from Marx's original economic viewpoint, but even, even from there, you have uh, class conflict, uh, uh, is the predictor of crime. And so you have, uh, t- uh two types of, uh, societies within, or t- two types of classes of people within a society. And uh, one's always going to be able to, uh, call the other one, uh, you know, the, 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 um, the, the, the bad one. And so, uh, right. you, that, that's, that's where the struggle comes in. And so, uh, it, it's trying to, um, uh, have an idyllic society where there are no classes because class is what uh, uh b- puts these uh e- equity uh, uh barriers in the way and so mm-hmm. you need this this egalitarianism to to rule up and so yeah uh the the next step uh, from agrarian to uh the to on on the road to to marxism true marxism uh, is capitalism but it ultimately has to be defeated so that that way we have no uh, uh, idea of what, uh, what classes are in, in, uh, uh, economics or in society or in, um, how we think, or, uh, 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 even, even, um, when it comes to things like, uh, uh, um, bad people, uh, 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 that are viewed as criminals. So, uh, Marxism is this kind of more complete worldview than just what we kind of think about when, when someone claims for, for Marxism here. Uh, Yeah, so I think here uh, is a good place to kind of pause and uh, we'll pick back up next week uh, with um, the rest of our materialistic atomism. uh, And then we'll uh, we'll head into um, a a few other um, areas where then we can uh, start to identify what uh, what um, Bonson says here is identifying, identifying arbitrariness. And so that's what we'll uh, pick back up next week. And uh, hopefully um, this is uh, a a good um, classification of different worldviews that you see out in the world that you see people express. And so, again, this is getting definitions. And so once we have definitions that we're able to kind of uh, repetitiously have in our head and be able to identify them, and then we can start listening to people and we can kind of sector them into various uh, belief systems that we can say, okay. uh th- they have this type of belief system so they view uh all things as material so what what can i compare and contrast the the christian worldview from and so that's why we're we're doing this why this, why it's important and it's not just to to tear down um their uh their approach but to uh identify the flaws and then give them the 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 greater cause so that's what uh, bonson's doing here So uh, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time as we continue on uh, identifying and challenging competing worldviews to the Christian worldview.
1: See you next time.